mindfulness mode 335. In order for your message to really be powerful, it has to connect with the hearts and minds of your ideal client. Hey, welcome. This is Mindfulness Mode, and I'm your host, Bruce Langford, your your host and Mindfulness Life Coach. It's so exciting today because it is Canada Day here in Canada, and to all my Canadian listeners, happy Canada Day. To my U.S. listeners, of course, 4th of July is coming right up. It's around the corner, so I know how excited you much must be. Well, we are officially 151 years old today. Yay! <laughs> I received an email from Davis in New Zealand, and he said, Hey man, I really like your show. I just listened to 327 Whale Watching Wisdom. Dope show. I used to live in Vancouver, Canada. It's so cool to connect with a fellow Canadian, and that's what I'm thinking. It's so cool to connect with a fellow Canadian who is now in New Zealand. So... Happy Canada Day, Davis. Anyway, I'm going to be sending out a mindfulness mode magnet, a fridge magnet to Davis and to anyone else who reaches out to me on email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com between now and July 7th. So my fridge magnets are brand new. Reach out to me, send me a little email, tell me what you like about the show, Maybe you have a guest suggestion, thoughts on mindfulness, your best mindfulness strategy or tip. Hey, and would you do me a favor? Subscribe and share the show. Subscribing helps me immensely. It really does. And guess what? Something else. Mindfulness Mode is now on Spotify. Search me on Spotify or go to mindfulnessmode.com forward slash Spotify. And that'll take you right into it. So, yeah, send me that email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com, and you'll be one of the first to get my new fridge magnets. Today, I'm with another fellow Canadian to help celebrate Canada Day, Cindy Schulson. Cindy is such an awesome, generous, heart-centered, mindfulness-based person. She's a coach. She's a branding expert. Her business is marketingfromwithin.com, and oh man, she is so insightful. I totally connected with Cindy's outlook on life, and she has over 25 testimonials on her website. I was looking it over, and it's a beautiful website. Check it out, marketingfromwithin.com. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my special Canada Day episode today with fellow Canadian Cindy Schulson. So, Cindy, are you in mindfulness mode today? I am, very much so. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Mindful Tribe, I want to share a little bit about Cindy before we get started on the interview. Cindy Schulson shows coaches and consultants how to stand out in this noisy online world by marketing with heart versus hype. One of her greatest gifts is helping her clients sort through their brain dump of ideas so they can find the golden nuggets that make them shine in their own unique way. And what a great sentence that is, to work through the brain dump of ideas. Cindy is known for her down-to-earth approach, which we're going to discover on this interview. And what you see is what you get with Cindy. And her love of adventure has led her to live and work in five countries. She continues to bring that adventurous spirit to both her business 
and her life. So, uh, Cindy, it is really great to have you here. I'm so excited. So, Thank you, Bruce. Thank yeah, you, Michelle. Yeah, so mindfulness. And I know that you're all about marketing with heart versus hype. How can we let mindfulness play a role in that? And what, first of all, what does mindfulness even mean to you, Cindy? It's a great question. I mean, I think mindfulness means different things to different people. Um, Obviously, you're more of an expert on it than I am. But to me, when I think about it, well, in my business, I think about making sure that I'm conscious of not only how I'm putting myself out there, but I'm being respectful of how my message is being received. So it's just really being aware of my presence and building a brand that's authentic to me, but also really putting myself in the shoes of my prospective clients. How would they feel receiving that message? Does it feel pushy or hypey or manipulative? And I think we need to be aware of that so we can be making sure that we we don't put out marketing that we wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of. Right. And it seems like so many people find themselves in that place. Like there's so much hype marketing out there, isn't there? Oh my gosh. I am so done with it, you know, and I think so many people are and, and things are changing. I think, you know, there's, there's definitely a shift that's happening um, because of that, because people are sick and tired of it. So, you know, we just want to make sure we're, we're not contributing to that noise, that we're yeah. standing out right. despite all the noise, but doing it in a way that doesn't require us shouting. Right. And I think when you get used to that, then it takes great courage to make a shift and to let your heart mm-hmm. be the, the way that you connect. How do you do that? How do you make that shift? Ooh, that's a big question. It's a great one. And it took me years to put all the pieces in place. You know, when I first started my business, I was coming very much from my head. Mm -hmm. And it took a long time. I tend to be a very private person. I tend to be an introvert. So it for me, it was like peeling back the layers of the onion to reveal more of my heart. Some people can just rip the bandaid off. Yes, they're good to go. It took me longer. And that's okay. Like we don't have to, you know, be all out at once if we're not comfortable with that we can do it layer by layer but for me once i found that i was able to share more from my heart um that's when i was really able to attract what i call a dream client which to me is somebody who doesn't just value what you do but they value who you are and that's when your work becomes the most fun right Right. And you, so you worked in branding a lot, didn't you, in the beginning part of your career? Is that true? I worked in strategic communications. So I worked um, in corporate with companies like Coca-Cola. I was the external affairs manager for Coke in Vietnam. Talk about a crazy adventure. Yeah. Um, I worked for Visa. I worked for global consulting firms, communication consulting firms. So did that for many years. And, um, when I had my kids in my late thirties, I decided I wanted to leave that world Mm -hmm. and reinvent myself and took a while, but, uh, started my coaching business, um, in 2008. Mm -hmm. Although I hesitate to say that because the first year and a half, I didn't know what I was doing (laughs) and I was spinning (laughs) my wheel. So I didn't actually start my business till 2010. 
Right. And yeah. uh, so around 2010, you really got into it. And, you know, it's incredible on your on your website, you have a lot of testimonials of people who are incredibly thrilled with the transition you've been able to make in their lives, how you've helped them to just find that magic potion to find success. How long does it take you when you start working with a client until you can kind of help them make that deep dive? It it doesn't have to take that long because I have everything really um, systematized in a sense. Like I have, the way I work with my clients is I have training programs on all the pieces that we do. Mm -hmm. And so they can go ahead and do the work on their time. And when they come to our coaching call, they are set. Like they send me their work in advance. I digest everything. And that way we just can really, you know, take off fast. It's all focused on implementation. So it, it's not as, doesn't take as long as you might think. Right. I see. So, so, uh, are there certain clients that you will not take on? Do you take on a certain type of client only? Yeah, I think we all, that's part of the mindfulness, isn't it? Of course. And I think it's only by like messing up and working with the wrong people that we learn that, but it's also getting clear on your messaging. And being really clear on who you really want to work with. Mm -hmm. And also being mindful in your marketing of how you're showing up. Like that's to me, it's really important, Bruce, that like when I show up in my marketing, whether it's speaking with you right now or in my private Facebook group that I run or whatever, that I am so genuinely me so that when I do start working with a client, they already intuitively know if it's going to be a good match. So that's part of the whole process is, is almost like magnetizing the right people just by, by really being consistent and authentic in your marketing. Cindy, can you share a story with us about uh, a client, a recent client that you've worked with and where there was a transition and maybe an element of mindfulness took place in order to make that happen? Sure. Absolutely. So um, I'm going to think of my, I always think of like my favorite, favorite clients and there's so many of them, it's hard to choose. (laughs) Um, So one of my favorite clients is, uh, her name is Mary Highland. Let me give her a little plug. Her website is highlandconsulting.org. And she came to me, she had a lot of experience. This isn't just for newbies, right? right? This is for people, especially who have maybe, there's either have built a successful business offline and now want to come online mm-hmm. and they need more focus. And Mary had been a nonprofit consultant for many, many years. And yet she wanted to come online and earn more leveraged income. And so it really took us looking within her at, you know, what, who, first of all, does she really want to help? And what is the difference she's here to make? And once we could figure that all out, we were able to create messaging that is she can stand behind. It shows not just what she does, but what her stand is. And that's the most important thing I do with my clients is create what I call a core message of what you stand for in your business. And so we created that and we we had Mary take her stand and her stand is to really help nonprofit executive directors unleash the full potential of their board. And once we got clear on that messaging and we infused it in everything she does, she was able to use, you know, use her marketing to attract not only those private clients, 
but we launched an online program so she could earn that leveraged income that she wanted to. So it's, it's setting that intention of, you know, not just taking whoever comes to you, but really putting out marketing that's going to attract the people you're most passionate about helping and who are aligned with what you stand for. And so how long did that take with Mary? Uh, Mary's been working with me for several years now, but when we first started that process, we did a six month program Mm -hmm. where we would work together privately. We redid all of her marketing, her giveaway, her messaging, her website, her packages, everything. I see. That's, that's awesome. That's wonderful. So what does mindfulness look like in your own life, Cindy? Do you meditate? I try. I'm not very good at it. I'll be honest. You know, it's really interesting because I was really thinking about this, you know, I'm just by nature, first of all, I'm, I'm very hyper, but I'm also a very much in the moment kind of person. Mm -hmm. Um, I really do live in the moment of whatever's around me. And it's been interesting personally because um, my husband actually is the opposite. He has anxiety. He has chronic anxiety and depression. So he's always trying to live in the moment. Whereas I just, it's just who I am. You just do it. It's just who I am. But you know, what's been interesting lately is my mom um, has Alzheimer's Okay. and she lives in Florida. I'm in San Diego. So I get out there like once a month to go see her and it's actually she's been helping me be more mindful and I'll tell you why. Um, I'm going to try not to cry here. So she, (laughs) um, I go visit her and we have these most incredible visits, you know, where she was a psychologist. She's still very bright, but she can't remember a lot from the past. So we'll have these visits where we'll just like tune into that part of her brain and she'll give me amazing insights And we'll have this wonderful time together. And she's singing and dancing and having fun. And then she completely forgets about our visit. And I had to remember, it doesn't matter. It's just in that moment, I'm bringing her joy. Yes. And it doesn't matter that we can't remember it. She's, we're just so living in that moment. So it's amazing how we can learn from everything around us in our life. Even something that can seem really negative, we can turn into something that's a gift. Well, and you have the gift to tune in with your clients, which is what we've been talking about. And uh, and like you say, you have this natural level of mindfulness that seems to come to you. I want to ask you what you were like as a child, as a little girl. Did you have this ability to kind of feel like you knew what was going on in the minds of others? Oh my goodness. I don't know. As a little child, I don't remember that well. Um, but maybe just intuitively my, as I said, my mom was a psychologist. She taught me a lot mm-hmm. about how to understand people right. and situations. I was, I was a very awkward, like not fitting in kind of person ever. So I think when you've always sort of been you know, a little different, you tend to observe people more, you know, it's like, I never wanted to be the center of attention. It was always just more observing. And it's interesting as a marketer in teaching people marketing, it's all about being visible. Yes. But what I learned is that, you know, I'm not the center of attention. I don't want that, but I can still attract a beautiful steady stream of clients just by being myself. Oh, wow. 
you know, and, and to me, like marketing is, is all about sharing your message. And so you don't have to shout to have your message heard. You just have to have a really clear, powerful, authentic message and know where and how to share it. And do you think people can become more clear by writing? Everybody's different. You know, like some people are, um, what I, what my gift is, is I can hear, they can just, I ask the questions. They just talk, 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 and I can pull out the gold. Like I can tell where it lights them up. Mm -hmm. And I can also tell where it really, it sounds right. And I can like find those little nuggets, you know? And so it's, it's all about creating messaging that lights you up, but also is going to connect with your ideal client. Can I share a thought for anybody who's doing yes. marketing? Okay. Please do. So here's one of the things that drives me is that we all know that people buy on emotion and justify with logic. Yes. We know that a proven fact, right? So in order for your message to really be powerful, it has to connect with the hearts and minds of your ideal client. And so what I realized is that the only way to really do that is by putting your heart and your mind in your message. And that's what I help people do. Right. That's fantastic. And, it, and it's not just B to C, you know, one of my clients was a leadership coach. He works with, he's works with CEOs and I helped him create messaging that puts his heart. And it's not necessarily the emotional part, the way we think about heart, it's his stand. It's what it's the, it's the difference that he's here to make. So we want to put all of that in our messaging. Right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, you work with a lot of different kinds of clients. Do you work with more women, more men, or is it an equal balance? It definitely seems to be more women for some reason. I mean, I definitely work with men too, but um, I think it's because there's a lot of coaches that are women. Um, and maybe it's just the energy I put out there, you know, I don't know. But uh, definitely work with some men too. But the the men that come to me, um, they are they like that heart centered approach, you know, and they want to put their they want to put the truth of what they stand for into their marketing. Right. What do you have to say about the creative element? I've heard people say that, um, you know. As human beings, as we grow into adulthood, we push that creativity away. And sometimes that causes us harm, causes us to separate from that feeling of heart that you're talking about with your marketing. What do you have to say about creativity? Oh, you're, it's such a good point. I see it in my own kids. You know, I have two, two boys. Yes. One, one is 17 and he's very academic, very head-centered. Yeah. And my younger one is 13 and he's all intuition, heart, spiritual. Like he's, that's just who he is since birth. And I think, you know, we have both sides to us. Yes, we definitely we have, you know, that, that creative and that sort of uh, mind, like the, the, the head centered piece. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it's like, we have to use both sides of us. We all have them. And so it's just about like, how can we tap into both of those things? And I think, I always think that I'm lucky. Like my dad was an accountant and my mom was a psychologist. So I always think, like, I, <laughs> you know, I mean, my background's in communications, but I have an MBA and an undergrad in mathematics. Like who knows, right? There's all these sides to us. Yes. So it's just about tapping into all of them and, and just uh, having fun with it too. 
I don't know if that answered your question about creativity, but I think we all have that creative side to us and sometimes our head takes over. And so it's about getting into that space where the creative side can flow. Well, and I think as we move into adulthood, sometimes we become more focused on one side of that. I know my son is very, very passionate about math and science, chemistry, physics, mostly physics is just everything. But he loves drama. He loves being in the school band. He's 16 years old and he does all this with, uh, you know, jazz and the stage band and all this. I'm thinking, well, that that's a pretty good balance. But as he moves on into adulthood, a lot of times I, I notice that people kind of lose that like the music, the drama, that creative part. How can we keep that part of our brain active? We have to, don't we? And yeah. it's funny, my 17-year-old, I wish I could show you now, it's on my wall. He just drew me this beautiful painting for Mother's Day. So even though he's very analytical, he has this right. incredible creative side. We, we all have those sides in us. My husband works with numbers all day, but he's an incredible musician. We just have to find the space in our lives to use both both of our skills, you know, and even though my business can feel very analytical at times, it's also marketing is incredibly creative. Yes. Right. If we let ourselves be creative and not just feel like it has to be a certain way, you know, and we have to follow this system, you know, we don't, we have to use our creativity to, to, to put into our marketing. So I think anybody who's an entrepreneur has the opportunity to be really creative if they allow themselves to, to be that. Yeah, for sure. And do, did you use your creativity as we moved into a social media world? Because the marketing world has vastly changed. Yeah, I'm not a huge social media fan, to be honest with you. I mean, I do it, but um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't, to me, that's just a vehicle. It, it doesn't matter. Like that's, I think we get so caught up, Bruce, in like the marketing vehicles. And for me, it's more important to have that strategy in place. And then you'll find the right tools to get your message out there, right? right. So it's it's fun. But there's lots of ways you can be creative and use all these fun tools. Like I just discovered discovered this um, this site. It's called, I think, Lumen5. And you can like take an article you've written and create a video that goes with it with text and music and images. And it's awesome. So it's I love, I'm a geek. I love playing around with all these tools and getting creative. I do all my own visual branding stuff because it's fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you have that side of you, you know, let it, this, this, your business is an amazing vehicle to, to like get all of that creative energy out. Yeah, it really is. And I'm fascinated with that tool that you just mentioned. Did you say it's called Lumen 5? Yeah, it's L U M E N com, And I think on my Facebook page, I posted my video I just created for that. Oh, very cool. Okay. Yeah. And we can connect with you on Facebook right at, at Cindy Shulson then? Yeah, that's my personal page. Yeah, yeah. that's my personal page for sure. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Wonderful. Well, as we move forward in the interview, Cindy, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. And one of them is this, who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice? That's a really good question. It's not a business person. I'm going to be honest and say it's my 13 year old son. Okay. I I can tell you, um, he, 
he, I think kids, all of them, but especially like, as I said, he has this certain spiritual kind of incredible side to him, creative, Mm -hmm. beautiful side. And he just brings me right back into that place. Fantastic. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, Cindy? It keeps me, it keeps me grounded, you know, in, 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 when we can appreciate when, when I'm like, if something's on my mind and I, for me, I'm all about nature. If I go out for a hike and I can take the time and space to look around and appreciate the beautiful tree that I see, it just brings me back to, to, to who I really am at my core and what's important. And how has breathing been a part of your mindfulness? I need to practice. I'll be honest. I need to practice that more. I don't, I don't have a quick temper. I don't, you know, I don't need to, to do that as much, but I'm sure, I'm sure there are moments like when I'm pissed off at my kid that I need to do that better. (laughs) (laughs) If you could recommend a book related to mindfulness, what would that be? Well, Bruce, you probably have read them all. (laughs) (laughs) I've read quite a few of them. Um, One that sticks in my mind is is by Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. Um, Just teaching to be in the moment and living in a more conscious way. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great book. Yeah, thanks for that. Do you use an app of any kind to help you with mindfulness? Or maybe some of your clients do. I, for me personally, I use Calm, mm-hmm. the app Calm that I have on my phone. Right. Um, yeah, my husband, as I said, has been trying all of these different kinds of resources. So he'll share right. with me, like, I actually learn a lot from him about mindfulness. Do you? He, brings, he teaches me a lot of what he learns. You know, it's uh, it's cool. It's, it's more of a, a challenge for him. And so he is always researching and I'm always looking for resources for him as well. To help with that and uh, I think you know I'll be honest like I look at the world around me and I look at my kids and how much stress they're under and and how things are changing so fast and you know it, I think we need we all need tools to help us yes we know? do we really do and so your show is a great gift for people and these apps are a great gift for people and at the same time technology can can bring us closer and can take us further away. Exactly. So it's this, you know, it's a bit of a a catch 22 in a sense. Yeah. Uh, Cindy, I I like to ask a question about bullying because I've worked in this field for about 10 years and bullying and mindfulness really intersect. I wonder if you have a story you can share with us where mindfulness would have made a huge difference in that. So it could be a story... Uh, related to business, adulthood, or a story going back to childhood, anything like that. Do you have something you could share with us? Yeah, you know, I do. I was actually, I mentioned to you that I was a bit of an awkward kid, and I was actually quite bullied um, all mm. through high school, you know. Okay. Um, and I, I, I was not, um, I wasn't, I don't think, at all in tune with who I really was at that point. Right. And I think that's quite common with teenagers. And I think that's why it's so much harder for kids to be bullied because they don't have that skill set yet. Yes. You know, and so I would have really benefited from it. And again, my 13 year old teaches me. Can I tell a quick story? Yes, please do. Um, 
he plays hockey uh-huh. and he was um he came out of hockey practice and he was saying oh you know so and so i'll just make up a name johnny was you know giving me a hard time today and he was criticizing all my plays and stuff and i said well didn't that bother you like he's your friend and he said no i know who i am it doesn't matter what he thinks about me i was like man wow that's awesome yeah you know if i had had that skill set when i was young i would have dealt with things much better yes yeah that's a good lesson for all of us that's for sure yeah yeah well cindy you know you offer so much to people through your your coaching i'm just curious what do you love in your life what do you do for fun what what charges you up besides the coaching work work that you do oh uh, as i said it's nature for me so yeah. um i'm very lucky i live in san diego so I, I i miss the mountains in a little bit like i don't have enough green but mm-hmm. we have a lot of hiking so mm-hmm. my husband and i do tons of hiking and i have the ocean there's nothing that brings you back to the reality of who you are and what is important in life than just being, to me, being at the ocean and just being connected in that way. It's just, ah, it's heaven. I'm very fortunate. It's only 15 minutes away from me. So we, we get there every weekend in the summer for sure. Oh, that's great. And you've, you've actually been in five different countries or I'm not sure if that meant you've lived in five different countries. I have. Traveled. Oh, you have. So tell I us have. about some of the other countries where you are fueled by your, your love for nature. Uh, not so much my love for nature, but my love for adventure. Okay. Um, so, and talk about being mindful. I mean, I moved to Vietnam. I had never been in Asia, but I moved to Vietnam. That's a whole story there. And I lived there for about three years. And, you know, I mean, it, it was like the wild west when I lived there, there was no legal or, or financial infrastructure at the time. It's changed. This was in the late nineties. Um, and you know, you're just, you're just in, in this foreign land where you don't speak the language and now everybody speaks English, which is great, but, um, doing business in this really foreign place and there's, there's corruption everywhere. And it's like, wow, it it was a mind blowing experience. It wasn't so much nature, but an incredible, um, learning opportunity just to learn how strong I am and how independent and resourceful I could be, it really gave me a lot of courage. Wow. Sounds pretty exciting. It was cool. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Cindy, it's been great talking with you today. How can we learn more about you and what you do? How can Mindful Tribe connect with you? Well, the best place is just my website, which is marketingfromwithin.com. And uh, that's probably the easiest place. I've got all kinds of free trainings there and love to connect with people. Marketingfromwithin.com. That is fantastic. And, uh, you know, Mindful Tribe, go to that website, marketingfromwithin.com and check out some of the free trainings that Cindy is offering because she truly does teach from the heart. So that is that is something you don't find everywhere. And I really appreciate that. So thank you so much for being on the show, Cindy. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. Okay. All the best to you. Bye now. Bye. 
Hey, Mindful Tribe, I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you did, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen. And guess what? Now we're on Spotify, (laughs) as I mentioned at the top of the show. So search Mindfulness Mode on Spotify or go to mindfulnessmode.com forward slash Spotify. For the show notes for today's episode, go to mindfulnessmode.com where I put all the links and details about today's show. And another thing, send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. Share a comment on the show or a mindfulness tip. If I get your email anytime before midnight on July 7th, I'll send you a mindfulness mode fridge magnet. And I'll mention you on an upcoming episode too. Remember, subscribing and sharing helps keep mindfulness mode on the air. So I really appreciate when you do that. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.